Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Hope everyone listening is having a good day today. Um, unfortunately, uh, for some reason, I can't seem to open up the chat room here, so we will probably not have a chat room option for this 45-minute uh, show today. So if you do want to... Um, if you do want to talk and ask a question, uh, I will give that number out in just a few minutes, and you'll have to do that by phone. Uh, so anyway, I don't know what's wrong with the chat uh, thing there. Um, anyway, so that said, I'll, I'll check it out for my next show, so that's back up and running, hopefully. Um, anyway, so if it's your first time tuning into the show, again, my name is uh, Jim Ventura. I am an Oracle reader. Uh, my exp- I like to call myself a navigational consultant. My... Um, Expertise is in a lot of different types of oracles, uh, tarot, uh, runestones, animal cards, uh, angel cards, uh, astrology, numerology, quite a few different things I have uh, expertise in. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm a writer, and uh, I have a, uh, a monthly blog column on the Internet called Snake Oil, and uh, if you're not already receiving that, Certainly email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or at VenturaWords at Mac.com. All that information is on the uh, web link here, too. And we'll get you on there so you can get the free monthly column. So what I like to do each show is I like to read my current monthly column, and then uh, I want to talk a little bit about that and uh, open up the uh, phone lines to take callers. Uh, as well. Normally I would have uh, the option of <laughs> having you make comments and ask questions in the chat room too, but again, that's not going to happen today. I'll give you that call-out number in just a few minutes. Um, I do want to start off by reading my column so we have kind of a base point to begin to talk here. Uh, so this month's column is called, uh, this month's take Oil's column is called Going Home Again. So, here we go. It had been over three years since my last trip to New York, so I knew it was time to go back for a visit. There were family and friends I hadn't seen for a while, and instinctively I knew that there would be spiritual and emotional benefits to visiting my childhood home. Lately I've been focusing a lot of energy toward becoming more resourceful and frugal in many different areas in my life. I knew somehow this trip back to Long Island would be connected somehow to strengthening this increased focus. I let everyone know I was coming and booked my $7.50 round trip. My frequent Vegas trips earned me a nearly free round trip flight anywhere that Southwest goes, so I was happy to use this freebie. I decided to spend two nights at my sister's house and the other two nights at an old friend's home. Nancy is a close friend whom I waited tables with over 23 years ago at a popular rib restaurant. Escaping Phoenix's 109-degree temperatures and seeing friends I hadn't seen in many years was actually really appealing. I wasn't sure what I was specifically looking for, but I knew during this trip I would I would contribute to collecting some pieces from my past that would be useful to me now. Every time I go back home, I gain some valuable insight into my life, and I knew this time would be no different. The trip itself was fairly mellow. I didn't plan any major side trip shows or other significant ways to fill my time. I just spent some quality time with some of my family and a few of the friends I still have on the island. Even saw an old college buddy I hadn't seen in almost 24 years. Nancy reconnected me with a few of the people I had waited tables with in my late teens and early 20s. We talked about old times and caught up on where we were now. 
We reminisced about some of the other crazy characters that worked with us. It was nice to see a few, pe- few of the people from my past that had been a part of my life at that time. It meant a lot to me that they carved out the time for me. I could also see how much it meant to them that I'd taken the time to see them as well. It's funny to see old friends this way. Everyone looked a bit older, yet they were really the same people. A few extra wrinkles, a couple of extra pounds, but still in many ways just the same. The main thing that changed for everyone, myself included, was wonderful positive things to share and a few difficult, even traumatic life experiences under our belts. Still, everyone looked pretty damn good. You know it had been two decades since I had seen a few of them. We simply picked right up where we left off. The first piece of the puzzle connected with why I needed this trip was now clear. I now have, I have had many incredible friends so far in this life. Many of them have been long-term, and even the briefer ones were still memorable. It seems that I have a strong impact on many people, and they've contributed to shaping my life as well. I see many of my friends as other siblings, born to different parents that are as much a part of my personal family as actual siblings that I'm well connected to in my family. I've been very blessed in this area and very successful in my life in the arena of social circles and friendships. A little side note in astrology, this is 11th house stuff in astrology. I mentioned to my older sister that I was hoping to take a drive by the home we grew up in. Her parents sold the house and moved nearly 16 years ago, but I spent my entire childhood there, and I thought it would be fun to see the old neighborhood. I wondered if a childhood friend I had not seen in nearly 25 years might still live on our block. McDuff was a ridiculously tall, awkward boy that I hung out with a lot when we were preteens and teenagers. He was a good guy that we loved to rip on for a number of reasons. Playful verbal assault is common for New Yorkers, and especially common for boys. Our friendships could easily withstand this good-natured ripping. A few days before this, I mentioned to a Phoenix friend that I also hoped I would someday run across another friend of mine who was also named Jim. I was best friends with Jim C. when we were 18 and 19. We had a brutal falling out when I was 20. I had hoped that someday I could see him and have an opportunity to talk and heal an old wound. I hold no grudges, and he is one of the few people from my past I still have a small pocket of discomfort about. This is mostly because I caused about 80% of the problem due to some childish behavior, jealousy, and the fact that I spread some nasty gossip about him at that time. My behavior was mean and uncalled for, and I wasn't wise enough at the time to genuinely apologize. It was something I regretted, but never saw Jim C. again or had the opportunity to make amends. My sister and I decided to go into the city on the last full day of my trip. We got back to the train station on Long Island. She suggested we drive by the old house. The neighborhood was very different. It looked a lot newer and really quite nice. The people living there really did some work on upgrading their homes. Our old house was almost unrecognizable. We drove past my friend McDuff's house, and I contemplated knocking at his door and seeing if he still lived there. I never had to make that decision, because the moment we drove past his house, he walked out the front door at the same time. It was a bit surreal talking to McDuff. He told us all about the neighborhood, who still lived there, who was long gone, and a few who had died. It was an amazing cosmic event of synchronicity that he was home and that he still lived there, and that we walked out and he walked outside just when we needed him to. He mentioned a few other friends that that we both knew and then said, I even recently saw your friend Jim C. He looks exactly the same as he did years ago and lives nearby. I'd forgotten that they briefly worked together and that he even knew Jim C. 
I knew that a seed had been planted and I would eventually talk to Jim C. This wound was getting ready to heal. It might still be years before this happens, but the universe was responding to my intention. The next morning when I headed out to the airport with my sister, I was standing on her porch saying goodbye to Long Island again. I watched a squirrel exploring her flower bed. At one point, he came up next to me and was nearly at my feet. I loved squirrels when I was a child. It was rare to see them in Phoenix. I thought about how resourceful squirrels are and how magnificently they move and explore the world around them. I'd lost touch with this totem animal from my past. I was moving to a new place financially, emotionally, and even in my career. I was moving forward, but this trip back contributed to getting me back in touch with aspects of my past that were very resourceful. I was reconnecting with old parts of myself that were really good at storing up nuts for winter and rainy days. In some ways, I was like Squirrel, and it was empowering to be reminded of this. I knew this was another part of my purpose for this trip. Insight, reconnecting with old friends, relaxation, ease, and an inexpensive vacation. This trip was not a profound, life-changing journey. It was a simple, comfortable trip back home again to retrieve some treasures that were more, and that was more than enough. Okay, so that is my monthly column, and, uh, you know, I, I had a laugh because I had a few of my readers. I have about uh, seven, 750 different people that, that get my column at this point. And uh, I got a few comments about this being a very sort of sweet, nice piece. Um, I guess that is maybe that, that means at some level that sometimes the pieces I write in the column aren't necessarily sweet or nice. Uh, you know, but there is a varied style to um, what I do write with snake oil. Sometimes I really do bring up social or political issues. Sometimes I just bring up personal issues or things that are certainly on the tamer side, uh, but that is the nature of who I am as a writer. And uh, so anyway, this trip was, uh, and this particular piece was kind of a nice piece to write because, like I said, it really, it wasn't really a profound trip in, in any really sense of that word. And I, and I have to tell you, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a profound, major, life-shifting experience. You know, the beauty of getting older, though, is I'm in my mid-40s now, and, you know, i got to say, um, it's also nice to not have to, um, to sometimes have, have an experience that's enlightening and, and, uh, and fascinating without it being a lot of fanfare, you know what I mean? Kind of a slow, kind of mellower shift in perception. So I'm going to talk more about this. I do want to throw up the phone lines if anybody has a comment or a question uh, for me about this subject or um, even wants to ask um, something about their own life for a few minutes. Um, I say I do do many readings here, um, although, again, I always remind my clients I'm not a psychic in the traditional sense. I, uh, I'm a, I help people navigate, so I might pull a rune or a card or a stone to kind of see what, what this is coming up about and give you my impressions. But, again, I'm not a predictor of the future in that sense, just directional arrows. Uh, so anyway, let me throw that phone number out there if anybody wants to call in. That the guest call in number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. Again, that is six four six two hundred three nine six six. And uh feel free to call in and say hello or ask a question for uh, five minutes if you would like. Uh or comment on uh, what we're talking about here if there's any related experiences that you may have. Uh, so I'll give that phone number out again in a little bit, but for now, uh, I'm going to continue talking about this subject. 
Now, again, I apologize that I don't have the chat room open. Normally I have a number of people um, that pop into the chat room. That seems to be a popular way for people to comment or um, interact with each other as well during the show, but uh, for some reason that is not working today. So uh, we'll figure that out the next time I am on air. Anyway, so you know, one of the things that I have been talking about a lot in both in my column and, of course, on my radio show has been a lot about animal totems. Um, I have worked with this uh, particular type of thing for for many years now, and uh, certainly will continue to, I'm sure, in the future. Um, one of the uh, studies that I've put a bit of energy into is the uh, Druid animals, the sacred animals from the Druid teachings, and the totems that they represent. And again, if anyone has been read any of my columns, they'll know that um, I talk about this quite a bit, that um, you know, animals, of course, have their own purposes in this world, their own experiences, their own... Um, lives that they live. But when we find that animals are intersecting with us, um, there's a message in that. Because when we, we cut this down, you know, uh, the, the the consciousness of an animal or the energy of an animal in that sense is really something that reflects elements back uh, also of human behavior. You know, there are, there are really obvious examples of this, you know, things like dogs representing loyalty, Cats representing intimacy and, and also detachment at the same time, and frogs representing magic and healing, and um, you know pigs representing uh, discovery and indulgence. And you know what I mean? It's funny. You know, I love to list um, these things because I find it's very similar to another area that also is surprising when I work or talk with clients too, at a personal level. Um, you know. It's actually, you know, we think I'm not sure what an animal means in that sense. But um, when I when I run when I start to rattle off a list of, of attributes of animals, I find people's eyes really kind of light up and they begin to sort of understand that. You know, we often seek out people who are more intuitive or more knowing than us for information and insight, and sometimes that's not a bad thing to necessarily do. But we have to remember that we also have that knowingness and that instinct, even if we haven't necessarily studied it. Again, it's just that we, we don't believe that we know in that context. So, yeah, every every one of my listeners, every one of my readers can often identify elements of animals that are reflections back to themselves as well, too, and some of our own characteristics. So uh, it doesn't really take genius to do this. Another area where I, I often talk about this a lot with clients, and they're often sort of amazed because they see it as, how does Jim know that when they talk to me? But when people explain body issues, um, illnesses and difficulties and injuries in certain areas, I can often uh, pinpoint what the cause is or the contribution. Certainly there are things that are physical, obviously, as well, but the contribution that is coming emotionally or psychologically that that part of the body and that area or that illness or um, difficulty is representing. And, you know, people, again, are often amazed that... I'm able to do this, but really, honestly, any really good studier of, of metaphysics has learned how to do this. Um, you know, your bodies do not lie. And when something is not resolved emotionally or psychologically first, it will eventually move into the body. So uh, maybe more on that later. I don't want to get sidetracked on that, but I want to mention that we do have an, a knowingness. I mean, for instance, if you bang your knee in that sense, um, you know, you're frustrated by the simple act of banging your knee and dealing with the repercussions of how difficult 
that may be. But the knees, when we injure them or hurt them or have issues with them, again, have to do with issues relating to subservience or authority or kneeling down, feeling like we have to, or you, know, you hear the expression crawling on your knees or bowing down in that sense. We use our knees that way. So, again, then, then there's often an issue that's been going on in our psyche that's unresolved, and then we injure ourselves or you know, we have our difficulty within, with that, that area. So, anyway, let me go back to the animal thing that I'm talking about here because in my piece I had mentioned squirrels. And, you know, they are, you know, when I studied the sacred animals of the Druid teachings, you know, squirrels were not part of that list. And, you know, there are a number of different totem animals that I use, meaning power animals that I use from time to time that I'm aware of. Um, you know, it, and, and what was funny about this trip for me is I really, I guess, I had kind of in some ways lost touch with the whole squirrel element because when I was a little kid, I was absolutely fascinated by squirrels. I used to love to watch them the way they sort of jump and move with their big fluffy tails. And, of course, I always think back to when I was a kid that I was overwhelmed at how cute they were. In fact, I have a piece that I wrote that's part of my second soon-to-be-published book. Uh, I do have a, a, a book that's already published that you can uh, uh, get, an awesome book, by the way, called Dirty Little Secrets, that is available on Amazon, or you can just hit me at my website, and uh, I can send you a copy directly um, from my own um, collection, or you can pick it up on a uh, Amazon. But I am publishing a second book called Dirty, uh, called Snake Oil, Volume 1, and that will be out uh, probably by the end of 2010, early 2011. I'm just finishing that up. But um, one of the pieces that is actually in uh, Snake Oil, Volume 1, is a piece uh, called Feeding Squirrels. And I wrote about how when I was younger I used to feed squirrels peanuts, were nuts, and they would take them out of my hand when I was a kid, and that uh, eventually I, someone told me that you would become a uh, squirrel would bite you, and then you would get rabies and get really sick, and then of course ended my uh, comfort with feeding squirrels as a child. Um, but uh, the thing about squirrels that I think that this brought me back to was that I kind of saw myself as a squirrel in some ways um, in terms of some of the energy that it represents. And clearly, my mind has been very, very focused as of late, as I'm sure it is for many people right now, on real practicality, um, finding ways to cut back, to spend less, to get out of debt, to bring in uh, new income if, you know, a job or business is lower. You know, I think the last couple of years in this recession slash disguised depression has really forced people to look at resourcefulness in that sense, and I'm certainly among that list myself as well. So the squirrel kind of brought that back to me, and that really has been a huge part of my focus as of late about thinking about frugal, practical ways to still enjoy life. But, you know, again, um, I think I had lost, I've, I've, uh, in the last few years, I've really um, racked up a lot of credit card debt and really gotten away from savings and and kind of soaring up nuts for the winter, so to speak. So I'm finding myself finding ways to get rid of the debt and begin to kind of prepare for the future at some levels and have that security that is a very real thing of having savings or investments in various things for your own future, as opposed to living on the edge, as I think many of us in our own ways have done in the last uh, decade in some respects. 
Uh, I want to throw that guest call-in number out again. I'm going to continue talking about this, but in case any of the people uh, listening to the show would like to call in and uh, comment or ask a question, that guest call-in number is 646-200-3966. Again, that's 646-200-3966. So feel free to call in if you have any uh, questions or comments uh, uh, certainly, I like to you know uh, I like to open the phone lines up, uh, and if you're brave enough to call, <laughs> would like to talk on air, you f- feel free to do so. And again, I apologize that I do not have the chat room open. Uh, normally, that would be where a lot of activity was going on, but that is not happening today for some weird reason. Maybe it's to do maybe it's something to do with my computer. Although I haven't changed anything, sometimes I might have switched the the program that that gets the Flash player up and running, so I'll have to check into that before the next time I am on air. Um, okay, so let me uh, continue on this subject. So yeah, talking about the power animals, um, and I was bringing up the issue of squirrel, and um, you know, even uh, kind of one of the last things that happened during that trip, of course, was my the squirrel bobbing around at my feet uh, was definitely. Uh, very eye-opening in that sense because it really had reminded me of that energy. And that's the thing that we we have to look at when we look at animal totems, um, animal influences. And again, let me clarify this for the listening audience that, you know, if you, uh, for instance, notice a lot of cats around the house, again, the practical mind comes in and says, okay, um, you know, there's a lot of stray cats now. Maybe the cats are reproducing. Maybe someone's feeding them. You know, we run through all these logical things. But, again, there's also a part of us, an intuitive part, that kind of says, what's going on? Why am I seeing cats all the time now? Uh, and that could be with just about any animal. Um, we can certainly have a profound experience if we see something like a coyote or an eagle or something that was also often out of the normal realm of what we may see as well. I know I had a client years ago who called me because she had a uh, fox in her backyard and in her neighborhood, and she wanted to understand what that meant. And, of course, when I told her what the fox represents, uh, she was uh, amazed because that had exactly correlated with issues that were going on in her life in that sense. And, I, you know, it always kind of cracks me up because I find that um, – People are really funny about this, um, about this idea of synchronicity and uh, no coincidence. It's really an interesting thing that a lot of people struggle with. I know uh, I work a, a part-time job, and uh, the, the, the boss, the owner of the place that I work in, had read one of my articles in a local magazine um, and uh, had commented on it because I had written about animal totems a few months back. And he had said to me, you know, so all right, Jim, so you're saying that there's no such thing as coincidence. And I said, <coughs> excuse me, I said, yeah, there is no such thing as coincidence. I mean, things happen, you know, to me, even uh, from a mathematical angle, every pattern has meaning. Whether we understand what the meaning of the pattern is or not is not necessarily relevant. We may or may not understand or have any desire to, but yes, there I don't do not believe there's any coincidence. I think things happen uh because we create them at some level and or our higher self directs them toward us and I think these these are mutual uh, connective points that we reach at different times. 
Now, again, some coincidences are you know more notable, and some are very very minor in that respect. But they still are. Um, let's say coincidence. We'll say we'll say connective points. But it doesn't change the validity of them any less uh, if they're a major thing or a minor thing. So no, again, I I, I think that if you um, run across a coyote as an example, I use that as an example because uh, last summer I was running and I ran across a coyote when I was running, and um, it was a very interesting experience. I knew it had meaning. Um, I was trying to point out to him that, um, you know, there is no such thing as, as, as coincidence in that sense. Everything, again, has meaning. It's funny because I find that people that struggle with this idea often are the types of people who had struggled with bad religion. Um, they had difficult... Uh, difficulty with religious influences when they were younger and often have now moved into um, being agnostics or atheists in the more uh, extreme level of not believing in any type of true larger order of God or any of anything uh, of that nature. Um, in fact, that's why I always say that you know most hardcore atheists are really probably more likely to be agnostics. And the difference is an you know, agnostic is someone who doubts the existence of of God, where an atheist is someone who believes that there is no such thing in that sense. So the problem that this runs into, of course, is perception of God is often through, you know, uh, means that are very, very limiting in their scope and in, 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 their, in, their, in their perception. You know, for instance, if you look even um, at uh, the Bible itself and the way it was structured and written, in the Old Testament, much of the reference to God is what God is sort of an angrier, um, uh, stronger, authoritative figure in that sense. And then the God of the New Testament is more associated with Jesus and a more forgiving, loving disposition. So many people cling to the idea of, of God being um, something that is still authoritative, uh, you know that's why you what I like to call the the younger or baby souls in that sense that live in this world often cling to a very dogmatic idea of what God is in that sense um, as as someone who's vengeful and angry. So that's why you know you get things from these types of people like God hates fags and God hates this, God is judgment day will come and all this other crap. That to me is just a projection of um, the belief in needing to be punished in that sense. So it makes sense that anyone coming out of this type of hardcore religious influence in a negative sense um, might turn away from that type of thing and, and certainly become agnostic or atheist. Uh, and again, I'd, I'd like to point out that you know I'm talking about some religious affiliations and groups that are really, really kind of mean and hardcore and um, angrier and, 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 and uh, repressed than other religious groups and channels, or certainly are many Christians and people in different capacities of other religious influences that are very loving and tolerant. But, uh, you know, we have this other dimension that often is really rather loud. So when I talk about them turning away from it in that sense, uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, and this is a case that, that does apply to this gentleman that I work for as well, uh, who was a great guy, but yeah, I think he was raised uh, with a strong sort of Southern Baptist 
hardcore fire and brimstone approach. And yeah, that's going to move you away from any belief in any of those type of things. Um, so, you know, certainly that is not part of my perception. In fact, I actually would love to, since we're talking about power animals, um, in, the, in the Druid teachings of um, sacred animals of the Druid teachings and in their philosophy, they had a perception of, of, of God or the larger force or the energy behind larger events being uh, both male and female. There was the sky father God and also the feminine or the earth mother goddess type of energy as well, too. In fact, I often say to people, uh, I may have mentioned this on previous shows, I certainly have mentioned it in my column, that you know, it's interesting, according to Druid teachings, their philosophy and belief is that when you're born, you're born protected and loved by the goddess and that you're couched in that safety and that love through all of your life and that there's nothing you can do that will have you fall out of favor with being loved by that source. Um, that's a beautiful, very beautiful uh, analogy, and I always, uh, I always wonder what kind of influence it would have been in my own life to have been raised under that idea, which I certainly was not. I was raised um, with a traditional Catholicism initially. So anyway, uh, getting back around to this original topic here of synchronicity, uh, you know, so this is, the, you know, to me, again, this is sort of God stuff in that sense, you know. Uh, hold on here. It looks like I have a caller, so I want to see if I can pick this up. Hello, Amethyst. You're on air. Hi, Jen. This is Jen. Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm doing okay. I, I was actually just calling in for a mini reading. Um, I didn't want to interrupt your, your story here. Oh, but no, that's okay. I, like I said, I, you're, you're, you're welcome to do that. Uh, I, just, I just talk. So. <laughs> no, that's, no that's one, of the, one of the purposes I have is I do want callers to, to call in and, and get their mini readings when they're brave enough to do that. So, so Jen, <laughs> what is your question? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I don't know. I, I have several questions. It's kind of hard just to, to pick one out, but I, I'm on my spiritual path and I'm, I'm hopefully going to be starting my passion slash desire this week, which is, you know, making lotions and oils and, you know, stuff like that. And of course I have no man in my life. So it's kind of, I don't know, can you do like a general reading? Do you have time for that or how? Okay, I you know what I feel like um, let me let me I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna tell you a couple different things I'm I'm picking up on here so I pulled a rune stone and I pulled an animal card for you while you're talking I want to tell you what both of those things are saying because I think it kind of ties in um, one of the things that I'm, uh, I'm I'm picking up about the work that you're doing and the direction that you're going I actually really really like that in fact I feel like you know there's a quandary going on internally a little bit for you about, and this applies to the other area in relationship too, so I kind of want you to listen to what I'm saying about this. Mm-hmm. You have found so far in your life that when it comes to work and even relationships to some extent, there certainly has been um, some, some difficulties in this area. Your actual, your actual nature of who you are is I feel like you're actually a person who really would prefer to sort of flow from thing to thing in a very harmonious way. And there's right. times in your life when you've actually been able to do that, and it just amazes you when that happens. But I actually really feel like that is your actual nature in that sense, to have a certain amount of harmony. That's why I feel like that the career path that's in front of you in terms of the uh, the work that you do with lotions and things of that nature, mm-hmm. 
the thing that I feel like is going on in your psyche at some level is you're absolutely on this path. So it's cool, and I think that's good, but I want you to recognize that it, it, it's okay for, that, for the work and the business for it to come relatively easy for you. In other words, the message that I'm kind of getting is it's okay to really, truly enjoy what you do right. in that sense without guilt around it. That's what I feel like kind of has to happen here, even though it feels to me like you might have to juggle a few things along the way until your business grows. And But I, I feel like there's a lot of fun in this in that sense and that that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be reaching a point in your life within the next few years where you really, truly love what you do and then are amazed that you get paid for it, wow. if that makes okay. sense to you. Yes, so, it does. You know, I always laugh because for me, you know, one of the, the big brunt of the way they earn my income is I, you know, I talk to people and I counsel them. And I, I've always done that, though, even before I charged people for it. That's what I do. It's hard to shut me up and for <laughs> me not to give advice. So it was odd when that became sort of a way I earned an income. A part of me thought I was kind of, I was kind of getting by too easy right. in that sense. So I have to tell you that that's what I feel like you're beginning to tap into, but again, I feel like there's, there's messages in your own psyche that are um, confused about that in that sense, that one part of you knows, another part of you hasn't sort of thought other things, that things have to be more difficult or that you've struggled and that, you know, I mean, there's an element of that in the background that's going on here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that said, the other thing that I'm picking up on, and this relates also to the relationship issue because I had pulled a rune stone and it came up, Oscilla reversed, which um, means there's an issue with um, with uh, have you been um, I'm, I'm kind of picking up I, I mean were you were you previously married or in a long term relationship before this? Um, well, I haven't been married in several years, right. but I did come out of a relationship right before Christmas, and it, it was because he was just too full of judgments. Right. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been in one since. I, I'm I'm not really looking. It's it's more of myself right now. You know what? It, it feels like here's because I there's an animal that keeps popping into my head around you too, and it's actually an otter. So I, I'm laughing because that when that image comes into my mind, I think that the message is usually twofold. It's kind of like focus on the idea of allowing um, the same type of energy that you're looking at your work to be related to your relationships, that it's actually supposed to be fun, that it's not supposed to feel like a burden or heavy in that sense, that you're supposed to have something light. So, you know, your guides are telling me that there's someone that will come in soon that will make you laugh again and that will be light and that will be positive. The only problem that I see with that is I also feel a little bit of noncommittalness coming here initially uh, with this individual, um, not being fully committing, uh, ready to commit. I'd like you to see that as valuable now, though. Okay. That it's not, your your head's not there to completely, quote, unquote, marry at this time. So it's sort of the idea of having someone fun around and someone that you can enjoy life with. and I, again, I kind of find a teetering line here that I'm seeing that you're, you're going you're gonna to you're you're be surprised by this because I feel like there's nothing now and all of a sudden you're going to be kind of playing again by the fall. In that okay. Sense. But it's going <laughs> to feel like play, and I like that. I just don't want you to get carried away with the play 
uh, <laughs> only right. for its own sake in that sense. Enjoy it, absolutely. But you'll find that after a while, you'll you'll be sort of getting kind of getting the feeling of wanting something more solid after a little while. But I don't want you to miss the experience of um, of having that play. In fact, I think that it's almost like I got to tell you, as your intuitive abilities grow as well, and this is connected with the work that you're doing, you kind of know stuff about people in that sense. Mm -hmm. in advance, and it's okay to know it, again, if it's a value to you in the moment. So, again, I do see someone that will, again, be playful coming in. And that's what happened. The last one, like you were saying, was too judgmental. It was too heavy. Right. It was, you know what I mean? It was too heavy. And that was, that, that person was representing an exaggerated aspect of yourself that you've let go of. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean when I say that? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, I thought you did, but I wanted to clarify it in that sense. Yes, you, that's do. the reason it also went away. You, you're just not there anymore with that kind of stuff. Right. And that's very, very important for your work in terms of where you're going because I do see you, um, I see this opening up multiple doors in the future for you for some different things to do with the work that you're getting into. But I am absolutely getting that you're on the right road with this okay. in that sense. So you're you're not off track. This is I feel there's a real enthusiasm about this one, I, and I cannot suggest this enough. I really want you to recognize you have there's a belief inside your own psyche that has been damning you up about that hard work has to be that hard work. Um, get rid of that. It's, it's okay. not effective. What what what? When's your birthday? February twelfth. February twelfth. Okay. Yeah. I mean that, that's the good side and the. There's always a, the good side of being Aquarius, of course, is uh, having that idealism that all Aquariuses have, uh, because it's connected with the star in a, in a tarot. But the negative side is it's a fixed sign, fixed air sign. Sometimes your heads get too caught in a certain way of doing things. Yeah. In that sense. So that could be a good and a bad. Okay. Anyway, I, I feel like when it comes to the relationship stuff, I see, again, they tell me there's a period of play coming up, and, I, again, I like that, but... Something more solid, we're looking at probably the midpoint of 2011. Okay. Well, like yeah. I said, I, I'm not really looking right now. It's, it's more about myself. Right. And I know how it's, 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 it's like it, it's all just fitting together, you know, the lotions, the oils, um, counseling, and just, you know, talking, being able to, you know, be out and talk to more people about, you know, things that are bothering them or, you know, how I can help them on, on my side. So, right. I mean, it's just all kind of going to fall together. I'm so. Yeah, it's an exciting time. The, the, and you know what? There's nothing you have to do. I, I, it's going to happen anyway. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. not that there's not that much that you have to do. You're going to find certain things kind of, you got saying it's like calling cards things that will come your way that will be kind of clear that's the direction you're supposed to take it. So it, it's easier than you think in that sense. And the issue with the last relationship was it was the right person at the right time was also right to have known when to let it go. Right. You know, you'll, you'll be more aware in, in the next experiences that you have in that sense. And you'll understand what I mean in the fall about this person that you're playing with. Um, <laughs> go with it. It's okay. supposed to be exactly that. It's supposed to get you back in touch with the idea that, you know, dating is supposed to be fun. Right. You know what I mean? Not, you know what I mean? I'm always amazed when I talk to clients and they're, like, complaining about their relationship. And they're at the beginning stage and it sucks. I'm like, can you imagine where it's going to be a year from now if it's already oh, yeah. this early in? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm always like, do you not, 
uh, you know, I, or, or people that sort of want to rush through the, the foreplay of romance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the, the fun of that. So I, I feel a lot of that, but they, they're telling me there's a little bit of an escapism here that I see, but I, you'll understand what I mean by that. But it's okay, because you can put it in its proper context. You can say, yeah, you know what, that's fine with me right now. I've got other things to focus on. So the fact that yeah. it's a once-in-a-while fun thing works. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, and I, I've got young kids, too, so that just, that, you know, works out Yeah, that's great. the issue, right, absolutely, great. of uh, responsibility. But you know what, the connection to with the oils and the lotions and things to other mothers mm-hmm. and other people is wide open to use that. Yes. Wide open to use that. Everything around you is your benefit, even the things that, per- that are perceived as a negative. Because I feel like you're doing a lot of lotion and oil work with your own kids, too, in that sense, in terms of using it um, um, as a, uh, I keep saying, sort of like prevention. In other words, you're, you're helping to keep them healthy and kind of on track, too. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I, I've got a nine-year-old that she she just gets so so upset. She's got a temper, and I'm trying to teach her, you know, breathe and you know, calm down before you you know start to go too irate and right. And so I, I'm hoping it's, to. How old is she? Nine, you said. Nine. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's where it's 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 part of also her wiring. It's where Mars is in her chart. Um, astrologically, she's, it's hard for her to get around her Mars. You're right. There's a she she reacts very strongly to things, um, mm-hmm. and that becomes sometimes looks like temper. Um, so it feels like Mars is at a rough angle in the chart. In that sense, it's going to take a little maneuvering to get her to be calm at times. Well, I can sense. if I can find a calming lotion, it's going all over her. <laughs> Absolutely, there's a lot of she needs a lot of uh, she just needs a lot of uh, ex- exercise and outlet movement energy. And right, that helps a tremendous amount too. So, then I have a two-year-old that just she's just everywhere all the time. So yeah, that's the that's the that's the curious one. That's the that's the uh, that's the looking into every nook and cranny one. Oh, definitely. That, yeah. My refrigerator is wide open right now, so yeah. Of course. <laughs> so I can hear it in the background. I can feel it, right? That's the distraction too, but it isn't. I mean, it's you've chosen to maneuver through both worlds, and you can. Get rid of the, don't worry about if you end up dating or being someone involved with someone who's not necessarily father-worthy. That has no bearing here. Right. You know, no bearing. That's not, it's not, you don't even worry about that. That is not the concern. You know? Right. Okay. So, listen, I've actually got to run. We're going to be running on okay. our show here, too. So, thank you for calling, though. I appreciate the call. All right. It was great talking to you, Jim. All right. To have a great day. You, too. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so, well, I appreciate very much that call. Absolutely, I'm not going to be able to take any other calls here, only because we're actually out of time. Um, I've been only doing the show for 45 minutes, so uh, I just, for future reference, you know, I do the show usually the first or second Tuesday of each month, so um, absolutely, uh, you know, uh, I will probably be adding a second show in the, uh, uh, in the fall where I'll be doing an interview show with people, uh, so you'll get all that information on the blog here at, at Blog Talk Radio, or you can email me at Ventura Sag, V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com, or at Ventura, at Ventura Words, that's plural, words, 
at Mac.com and get on my mailing list to get my free monthly newsletter, which will always tell you when the shows are going to air. And absolutely, I appreciate the calls and, um, you know, uh, always uh, uh, remind clients, don't worry if I'm chatting away. If you want to call in and you have a question, feel free to call in and ask. Okay, so you can get some more information about the private sessions that I do and all of that uh, good stuff, my books and uh, CDs, as well as more information about the classes and things that I do, uh, especially if you're local here in Phoenix. You, there's classes and things that you can check out. If you're not local here in Phoenix, then um, phone sessions can be done. Uh, of course, uh, I always remind people I'm not a psychic hotline. You've got to book them sometimes a few days or a week or two in advance uh, because of my schedule. But you can also go to my website if you want more information about the things that I do, which is web.mac.com slash words, and also get some information that way about uh, the work that I do. Okay, so again, uh, I'm going to tie this up and say I'll be back here again next month, and hopefully I'll have a chat room set up. Uh, thank you, uh, Jen, for calling in with your questions today. And um, again, I will be here next month, and uh, please feel free to call in or uh, make comments in the chat room, and uh, you can uh, access me via the web and uh, get my free monthly newsletter, Snake Oil. Um, it's definitely a good column to check out, and it doesn't cost anything to do that. So, uh, again, that web address is uh, uh, VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com. Okay, we're at the tally end, tail end of our show here. So, again, thank you for tuning in. I'm Jim Ventura, host of Snake Oil Radio, and we will catch you next month. Cheers. <laughs>